Hey guys, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast, this is episode 98. This week we'll be recapping the best weekend of football we've ever witnessed and giving you guys our takes on Mahomes versus Allen, the Rodgers drama, everything that went on this past weekend, and then we'll be giving you guys our picks and predictions for championship weekend. Football is coming to a close. Um, we got a few weeks left, um, but excited for the rest of the season, and um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, how y'all feeling? I know Sheree, man. He's broken, bro. We broke him last week. Whatever, all the results last week broke Sheree, too. Like, he's not even – he's a shell of his former self. So, yeah, how y'all doing? I'm doing great, bro. You know, just watching go do good things last weekend. So we all know what happened to <laughs> Sheree, bro. Not even, not only did he go 0 4, bro. Not only did he go 0 4, he had to renounce his fandom to the GOAT, the old former GOAT that he used to call Aaron Rodgers. Um, but now we got to talk about why Sheree's off the board, starting with the greatest game I've ever witnessed in my life in Arrowhead Stadium. Um, Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And let me say this, bro. That man, Patrick Mahomes, bro. I, I don't know. I've been trying to warn Sheree. Me and Kenny have been trying to warn him pretty much the entire year, bro. Like, he's better than Rodgers. And that game single-handedly proved it. Rodgers has never had a game like that in his career, bro, where he had 13 seconds and came back and tied the game. That was legendary stuff. Um, I was speechless. Josh Allen put on a show. Gabriel Davis put on a show. Stephon Diggs didn't really show up. But the rest of the Bills team, they put on a show, man. That was the closest team performance dethroning Rodgers um, or dethroning Mahomes ever. I don't think a team will ever get close as that. And I think we're witnessing the new Manning versus Brady. I thought Manning versus Brady back in the 2000s was the peak of the NFL, would never get any rivalry as good as that between two quarterbacks. But I think we just saw it. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes is going to be a battle. For the next however many years, um, I think for right now, Mahomes definitely has the edge. But I feel like Josh Allen could steal a couple games later in, in his career. Um, but I, I think that game just showed how great Patrick Mahomes was, man. There was no other way around it. He was not going to be denied of that victory. You left him too much time with 13 seconds. That's too much time for Patrick Mahomes. 13 seconds. The Cowboys couldn't even run a play, bro. In 14 seconds, Patrick Mahomes got two plays, got 50 yards, game time field goal. That was the greatest thing ever. Um, in terms of overtime rules, I'm gonna talk about that later, but uh, I do think the better team won. I think the Chiefs have been rolling, and I think, well, I'll save my prediction for later. But that Chiefs team is special. Patrick Mahomes is special. Travis Kelsey, we saw him mic'd up. He's he is probably top five tight end all time. Um, and then Tyreek Hill over there, game changer. Andy Reid calling up some great plays. It was a fireworks show. Like I said, greatest game in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the greatest games I've ever seen, one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen. And, yeah, I got to give it up to Mahomes. Um, you guys are right. Um, I, yeah, I was I bought into all that hype about, oh, yeah, the, the Chiefs. I said they're not going to make the playoffs. I said Mahomes is never going to make it back to a Super Bowl. Um, mm, and crazy. 
he showcased his greatness. He showed why he's the best quarterback in the league and why he's a top five quarterback of all time. Um, I realized just how good he was when the Bills scored and they went up four or they went up three with 13 seconds left. And I was still terrified that uh, the mm. would uh, find a Boy. way to tie the game. And they did. Um, the defense being played was kind of questionable, but I mean, 13 seconds to get all those yards. That's very impressive. We heard the mic'd up of Travis Kelsey, basically, and Mahomes basically drawing up that play. Um, just showcases how great they are, how just clutch, and they're unwavered by anything um, in those situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, he played great. Um, that was one of the best Mahomes games I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could never see Rodgers doing that. Uh, yeah. But Josh Allen, on the other hand, he also played an amazing game. Like you said, the rivalry is going to be great for years. Um, I think that was – I think he's really the only quarterback at this point who can go toe-to-toe like that with Mahomes. We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens with Herbert um, and that team next year. And then obviously Burrow this weekend. But the running ability of Josh Allen I think is much better than – the other two that I just mentioned, like he, it brings a whole different component to that Bills offense. And we saw as they started giving those design runs to Josh Allen, they started improving. And we, I, I seriously thought they had a chance to win that game. Obviously they were in position to win that game, but Mahomes took over. And as for the overtime rules, I mean, it only comes into question when stuff like this happens. Like, I think it's, I think people are more, annoyed about the overtime rules because they didn't get to see Josh Allen get that last drive because of how he was playing. He was playing flawless. Mm-hmm. I mean, 379 yards, I think, four touchdowns. Um, both of mistakes. It was basically two perfectly quarterback games. Um, both of them were just throwing haymakers at each other. And I think I said it last week, whoever would end up with the ball last would win. And the Chiefs had the ball last. The Bills, they're the number one defense the whole year. And they have two all-pro safeties who I didn't think played that great of a game. And if you're the number one defense, you got to come up with a stop. I mean, you can't – like, there can't be all these complaints about the overtime rules um, when they're supposed to be the number one defense. You can get a stop there, and they just didn't. And it really solidified Mahomes for me as – Way better than Rogers, and uh, mm. yeah, I got I got to eat. Mm. I got to eat my crow. Say, say, that, it that, mm. uh, say it again. Mahomes is way better than Rogers. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's what we love to hear. Mm. All right, Kenny. I know you got a lot to say, man. <sighs> what a game, bro! What a game, bro! Mm-hmm. Uh, two quarterbacks playing peak football, elite football. It was a great sight to see. Obviously. I am probably the biggest Mahomes fan in the world. I've been with him since 2018, 2017, since he was drafted. And 13 seconds. Honestly, I don't think Rodgers is never doing that for sure because that's a folder. I honestly don't think he's doing that. I really don't think. I think Mahomes, and I would say Allen, if Allen had, you know, a Kelsey and a Hill, I think Allen could do the same thing. I think right now in the league, Allen and Mahomes are the only two players who can do that 13-point comeback, 13-second comeback. I will say this, man. If you give Rodgers, Kelsey, and, and Tyreek, I don't think he wins his game still. 
I just think Rogers not he's not that guy, bro. He's not that guy. He's not the mentality. But yeah, two like Trey said, two perfectly two perfectly quarterback games. I give the edge to Mahomes because the Bills have been so and so number one defense in the league, and he diced them up. Yeah, they're missing Javis White, but they were still bowling out him, and he took him apart. He took him apart. Josh Allen did the same against the Chiefs defense, which stepped up. But at the end, they were getting some pressure, which kind of didn't work on Josh Allen because of that running ability. But the loss of Fennin and uh, Matthew really allowed for uh, Gabriel Davis and Josh Allen to go over through the air. I think if Fennin's there and Matthew Fennin's not hurt by his back and Matthew's playing, I think the game's not as close as it would have been, honestly. But Josh Allen did play great. That, that's no slight to him whatsoever. Uh, but in the end, like Stray said, the person with the team with the ball in the hands last is going to win the game, and that's exactly what happened. As far for the overtime rules, I don't think there's an issue with it. I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to see Allen's answer back to my home drive, but I feel like when you, you know try to do the college rules, it kind of just puts too much emphasis on offense, honestly, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I just think, bro, especially in the NFL, man, somebody's going to get hurt. Exactly. The rules, bro. It's, these are grown men playing for, like, yeah, they're playing way more games. They've done it for so many more years. I think, it, yeah, like it's just gonna take a toll on their bodies. Like, do you want to see someone get hurt for Super Bowl and not have the teams at full power? Nah, we want to see a good game. But yeah, like Stray said, it's only in question when you don't get to see. It's only I think like it's only in question when it's a good a good game. Honestly, mm-hmm. we think fireworks, but if it's like yeah. a, so I think I think over time we'll stay the same. Honestly, but. Saddam Mahomes, that's the greatest quarterback of all time. Greatest arm talent of all time. Rodgers can't touch him because that's a folder. Brady, watch your back. <laughs> Next. Um, I would say one thing about the overtime rules. I think, if anything, if they do ever change the rules, it should be one possession. You either play offense or defense. The road team picks either what they want to do. Do they want to play defense or they want to play offense? You set the ball at midfield, and they have to score a touchdown. I think that's the only way you do it because I feel like when you start throwing the kickers in there, when you when you can win by, if you ha, if you give one team one possession to score a touchdown from midfield, I think that should be the way the game played. Um, I, I just don't think. I mean, if you want to give every, anybody a fair shot, like Kenny said earlier, this is feels way too offensive based. Um, if you have a nice defense, you should have the choice. Let me send my defense out there and try to stop them in within these fifty yards, something like that. But uh, I think at this point. The overtime rules are here to stay, and I don't see any type of change coming anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, moving on to the next game. Somebody we just talked about a lot, actually. Um, that boy Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I might call him. Um, you know, <laughs> I, not only is he 1-4 in the playoffs, not only is he 1-4 in the playoffs, not only is he now 7-9 and nine in um, the postseason ever since that Super Bowl victory, not only does Mahomes have as many playoff wins as Rodgers does in 2011, but let me say, Mahomes didn't play his first Super Bowl appearance until 2018. Not only did Rodgers get worse when Matt LaFleur came in, but he's 0-2 against Jimmy G in the playoffs. And I remember my man saying, I mean, I just saw this press conference. He said, when the 49ers got... When the 49ers busted the Packers two years ago in Levi Stadium, he says, oh, wow, I wish we got one of these games at home. It's a different story. It's colder up there. It's the frozen tundra, whatever. He still lost. He still found a way to lose don't, at home. 
Don't forget, he, that's 2-0, too, because they lost in 2013, too. The 49ers the actually own him, bro. Like, the, it's just, bro, he had everything this year. Anything. He had literally everything, bro. I, At this point, we were all, every single person on this podcast was basically saying it is a head-on collision between Rodgers and Mahomes. Cap. Mahomes, well, not you, but I, me and Trey both been saying it. And I said, is head-on collision? We'll decide who's better in the Super Bowl. Well, Mahomes held his end of the bargain. Where was – where's Rodgers at? He's not going to be there. You know why? Because this dude is the greatest regular season player of all time. But in the playoffs, he shrinks, bro. He shrivels like a little raisin under the sun. This man is not good. Shrey's been trying to tell me he's the GOAT for all these years. Oh, my God, he's the best quarterback. Blah, 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 bro. He has no mental. He is not, he's not mentally tough. That's like it's plain and simple. Rodgers does not have that mental capacity to take his team to the Super Bowl because all he all he cares about is himself, bro. He's selfish. He every even after this loss, he tried to blame it on oh everybody was rooting against us because I'm unvaccinated, bro. Like nobody cares, bro. You had everything on you. You had the best receiver in the NFL. Apparently, this is the best defense you ever had. I'll I'll go with that. And. We thought uh, the coaching was an issue with Mike McCarthy. You can't even win with uh, Matt LaFleur. So I don't know what the issue is, Rodgers. You can't even get out. It just doesn't make any sense. Trey, go ahead, man. Yeah, that was a rough one. Uh, I, I can't defend him. Um, I can't defend him anymore. Um, I already started not to like him as a person this year with all the vaccine stuff. And him saying that everyone was rooting against them because they're because of his vaccination status it wasn't because of that it's because of how he handled the vaccination status he tried to make everyone think that he knew everything about the vaccine he he made it political it was all on him and he decides to victimize himself like he's done in the past whatever since he's won the super bowl and um it's plain and simple he just didn't show up he was playing too conservative he was forcing it to adams and um, they found a way after that first drive, they found a way to just kind of just take Adams out from making any really big plays. And the one big play made, it was a nice catch. It was more of a, it was a better catch than it was a throw. Rogers threw it really low and Devontae Adams made a great play. And then he was, he had his, he was locked in on him in the, in the end zone. And obviously he got sacked. And then later on, when Norman came in, he was locked in on that. No, Josh, no, but man, Josh, yeah. couldn't even, Josh, he couldn't even come exactly. Josh Norman, bro. He couldn't even on the third down play, he was locked in on Devontae and missed Lazard. And, and everybody, let me say, everybody in the entire world knew he was going that way. Every single exactly. person in the stadium knew it was going to towards Josh Norman and Devontae. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and God. scoring 10 points. And scoring 10 points in that situation, you have the home field advantage. It's snowing. He literally said this. In that press conference, it's a different game when it's snowing, when it's 20 degrees. And <sighs> those were the elements that the Packers wanted. They wanted home field advantage because of this, and they couldn't come through, and he didn't come through. Um, I thought he played a bad game. Um, sure, the special teams, I mean, is one of the worst special teams units I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, I don't even do. I didn't even talk about that either, man. That's crazy. I was so focused on, on uh, crushing Rodgers. I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that. Go ahead. But yeah, I mean, this game, like, I have to renounce my fandom. 
I that, have to officially renounce my. Y'all hear this episode? I don't even know what episode this is. 96, 97, whatever episode this is. 98. Yeah. Everybody mark down episode 98 as a moment in history of City Boy Rock, man. Yeah. I renounce my fandom. I can't. <laughs> can go Josh Allen's my new favorite now. Um, hey, we yeah, can go I back. I can't with this dude anymore. Too many yeah. folds now. It's too many. This was my last straw. I've been telling, I've been mm. telling y'all the, this whole year, it's my last straw. And last year, I mean, we saw what happened in the NFC Championship. He had, like, Brady threw three picks and he couldn't convert. Um, he threw a pick as well in that game. Obviously, he didn't run on that third down, and the rest was history. And this year was supposed to be the year. It was like, oh, yeah, like I've mended a lot of the relationships in the front office, and this is the best, like, this is the most um, fun I've had um, with the team. And everything was lined up for him to get to the Super Bowl, and you had the game in your hands. All you needed to do was score one more field goal. Like, all you needed was one more field goal, and they couldn't do that. Um, the offense just completely shut off after that Mercedes Lewis fumble. He only had 55 yards in the second half, and he targeted Jones and um, Adams like 20 times, and the rest of the guys, the highest amount of targets was two for Lazard. Um, just shows, like, he did not have the confidence in his receivers. Um, outside of Adams and in the playoffs, your flaws and the little nitpicking in the regular season, it, it becomes emphasized. Like we saw it with the Cowboys and their coaching. Um, and we saw it with Rogers having a crush on Adams, like you say, Vincent, like he, he was just forcing <laughs> it. It was just an absolute force. And he oh, had it on that Norman play and he missed him. And he's supposed to be making those throws and he didn't. So yeah, I can't, I'm done. I'm done. He says for now, and then next year somehow she's back on Rogers. No, I'm not. It's done. And then all those that ESPN article came out. He calling out the president, calling out Fauci. Like I'm done with this. <laughs> oh wait, I gotta say something before I guess you know for. Shout my boy Jimmy G, man. He hey, he might not put up the best numbers, but he always gets the W, bro. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And that last drive, he was very good. He was very tough on that last drive. Made some nice throws, and then obviously Debo Samuel. Game changer. DJ, DJ, oh, yo, Debo Samuel, top five, man. That dude is nasty. Mm-hmm. He is something else in the league, man. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. This is the dude who, oh, how many years was Ray saying? Oh, he better than Mahomes. Oh, good. I'm tired of history. Oh, winner. <laughs> oh, you know, just, you know, he'd have the defense. Oh, there's no receivers outside of, outside of Adams. Oh, all these excuses Rodgers fans are making. I guess we, we learned where they learned it from, right? Trying to be just like Rogers with this. <sighs> nah, nah, nah. This dude is a folder, just like a lawn chair, bro. Would have thought he folding origami out there, bro. This is a, supposed to be the year where he had everything in, in place to win. You know, people were even picking them to be the two bull champs prematurely, even though I don't know why he would do that because, you know, Mahomes was playing in the league. But, you know, the first – when they played in regular season, Trey said – the Packers are whooping them, bro. No. Yeah, he did say that. Yep, he did say that. Mm. You couldn't and even that beat Jimmy G. You couldn't even beat Jimmy G. So, uh, Rodgers, I, I don't think the problem's the organization. I think you don't, you are the problem, man. Supposed to be the, the greatest arm town in history. And you put up 10 points, 10 points in a playoff game where it was snowing in your element, your so-called element where you, you know, home field advantage. Uh, we love the snow. Nah, shut up, bro. 
You're not that guy. You're just not that guy. You're done. You're done, bro. You had the best receiver in the league, Devonta Adams. And you're, what are you doing, bro? Fifty-five yards in the second in the second half. I mean, yeah, the the Fortnite defense is good. And the Patriots was there, but if you're the best, supposed to be the best quarterback in the league, you know, the MVP, you should put up more than seven points, right, on any team. Mm. Or, or am I thinking wrong? No, you're right, bro. I mean, Mahomes put up forty-two, <sighs> number one defense in the league, right? Mahomes will put thirty at least in Lambo too, bro. So I'm gonna say. Exactly. So I mean, this dude is just not the guy everyone thought he was. Um, I think he's done. I think Adams is done. I think they're heading for a breakup. Both of them, they both leading to the Packers. But it's just, that's sad. Do I, <laughs> when Rogers posted the last dance, I, I I didn't know he was talking about the Michael Jordan with. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. He Yo, he really posted the last dance, bro. That's so wild. That's crazy. I hate to see that. But set up the Niners, bro. They're actually a very gritty team. They're, you know, they're dangerous. Not Stafford and the Rams. They'd be ready because this team will, they'll find a way to win. But, you know, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, even though you've been coming on, coming on as a, of a late, that's kind of, they're special. So I'll watch out. No cap, they are special. And I want to say this real quick. Um, as a Cowboys fan, you know the Niners winning against the Packers kind of kind of made me feel a little uh, better about myself. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I so think... I mean, it's either we admit that Dak and Rodgers are on the same level in the playoffs, or we admit that the Niners are nice. So which one you want to admit? Then? I think the Niners are nice. There you go. There you go. But Dak put up more points against. Dak did put up more points than Aaron Rodgers over here, man. Yeah. So um. What I got to say about So, all that roasting of Dak and that you did in the playoffs last week, I think we can just equate that to Rodgers. He must be the same quarterback as Rodgers, bro. Oh, God. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even a little bit worse in the playoffs, bro. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next game that we got to talk about. It's actually my um, last I got to go. The last game. Yeah, for last one for Kenny. Are you going to leave right now? Yeah, I got to go. But Kenny will be off the show for now. Um, the next game we got to talk about, though, first game of the playoffs last Sunday or last Saturday, Joe Shiesty and the Cincinnati Bengals, bro, coming into Tennessee. And there's something was in the air. Even though we all picked the Titans, I just, like I think all of us, me, Shrey, Kenny, we all – we wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati won this game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all I can say is this 49ers or this Bengals team might be one of the grittiest teams that I've ever seen in my life. Um, do they – Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, bro. Yeah. Nine? Is it that's a record? Right? That has to be a playoff record. Mm-hmm. For QB at one a game, yeah. He got sacked nine times in the playoff game in Tennessee, and they managed to win the game. And you could say Ryan Tannehill threw two three picks and he was terrible. I can't even lie, he was terrible. But a quarterback getting sacked nine times, it's hard to recover from that, bro. Like what what um getting sacked nine times to this on your mental state of the game on your physical state of the game. We saw what Tom Brady did under pressure in 2007 against the Giants. He he wasn't the same quarterback. Joe Burrow is still loose, bro. He will take any hit as long as he knows he can make that throw to Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. And the Cowboys should take notes on that too because Joe Burrow actually knows how to find his top two targets or weapons. Um, the Bengals, I think they came in ready. I think that week, that extra week, of rest that the Titans had uh, really did not help them because I think the Titans are a type of team they, they need to play their way into a rhythm. And they're not the type of team where Ryan Tannehill can just hop out of bed and throw for 500 yards. He needs to be hot. Like that one season against 
they had their little Cinderella run against the Ravens and then against uh, they fought against the Patriots. They were hot coming into that playoff. This year, they took that bye week, and they looked rusty, bro. King Henry was back. He really didn't do much. Um, he didn't look 100%. Yeah. A.J. Brown looked like the only player who really was there to play on offense. I'm going to be honest with you. Julio Jones, I mean, I guess we got to He had some nice catches. He had, he had a couple nice catches, but I just think the Titans, bro, coming into a game against the Bengals who have no playoff experience whatsoever. Zach Taylor is a below 500 coach. And versus Mike nine Vogel, sacks. You had nine sacks and you still lost the game. And it's that's got to be the most gut-wrenching loss for if you're a Titans fan. Um I think it's time to hit the hit the panic button on Ryan Tannehill, bro. He's proven that he's not that guy in the playoffs, bro. You can't throw three interceptions at home. Um, granted, the last one was a, a tip nah, pass. That but was his fault. That you're was throwing his fault. into he triple coverage, it. bro. He's forcing it. Uh, AJ Brown. I mean, whenever he's in trouble, throw it to AJ Brown. Is that's what I'm seeing from Tannehill. And um, I think you need a new quarterback if you want to win some big. Maybe Rodgers can come to Tennessee and fix this, but I don't think Tannehill is the answer. Um, as for the as for the Bengals, shout out to the Bengals. Uh, people are saying this is a fluke season for them. I think they're going to be here to stay for the next few years. They're probably going to make this playoffs. Their division is tough. I'm not going to lie, their division is tough. But I think Joe Burrow is a gritty guy. He's perfect for this, perfect for this team, perfect for this franchise. And the Bengals are here to stay. Um, Jamar Chase is the real deal. And you know their defense is not bad, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. Eli Apple, he's Eli Apple's not terrible. Hendrickson. Um, Hendrickson's not bad either. Or uh, Hendrickson's actually really great. Um, mm-hmm. I think this Bengals team has a chance to make deep runs in the playoffs in the future, but I don't know if they can get past the Chiefs this weekend. Um, and yeah. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Brian Tannehill um, really lost up this game. Um, first play of the game threw a pick. Um, they were driving it down later in the, I think, the third quarter. They were running it down the Bengals' throat, and Dante Foreman just had a huge run, and I don't know why they put the ball back in Tannehill's hands. He threw a pick immediately. Yes, it was a great play by Mike Hilton, but you've got to keep running the ball in that. Um, they had another chance to take the lead, and for some reason, they ran a read option on third and inches when you have Derrick Henry, and then he got stopped on fourth down. So, um they just weren't in rhythm. Um, I felt like um, Zach Taylor outcoached Rabel. Um, I don't really mind. A lot of people are going after Rabel for going for two, but a lot of coaches, like, I feel like that's something that everyone does now. It's a mathematical get, thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you go, if you get the penalty and get to the one yard line, you're going to go for it. Unfortunately for them, um, there was a missed assignment and Derek Henry got stopped. Um, but yeah, Ryan Tannehill, you can't be throwing that many picks. Um, I think they do need to move on from him. Um, cause last year, um, against the Ravens, Derrick Henry didn't have the greatest of games and we saw what happened. Tannehill threw the pick that sealed the game. And then this year it's the same result. Um, so I think they seriously got to consider moving on from him. Um, cause they had, do have a really good team. The defense has improved so much over the past few years. So I think there are a Super Bowl-ready roster with a really good quarterback, with an upgrade at quarterback. Um, but I got to give it to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. Nine sacks. I've never never seen anyone anything like that. Um, just the resilience. I mean, they, they're they a really gritty team. Um, who would have thought that they'd be in this position? 
Last year they went what two and fourteen or something, three and thirteen. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, three. They were terrible. They're terrible. Joe Burrow tears his ACL, and it's not like your regular ACL tear. There was some structural damage, and he comes back and he struggled. He struggled in the first few games, but um, he's turned it on, and he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league over the past five six weeks. Um, obviously, he beat the Chiefs in that game um, where Jamar Chase just went absolutely crazy, and he's been on a tear ever since. Um, T. Higgins made some great plays in the first half when they were doubling Jamar Chase, and then obviously Jamar Chase on that last pass. Um, when you have guys like that, they're going to get open, and um, they're just so they're just so gritty. I got to give them all the props. Shout out to Evan McPherson. Um, he's been absolutely balling. He's been Ever since that Packers um, game, bro. Yeah. One of the best rookie kickers ever. Um, I mean, this dude, man, 250-plus-yard field goals. Nothing phasing. Um, against the Titans. Nothing phasing. And um, he has, I think, eight field goals made in um, the two playoff games. He said on Pat McAfee he's going for Adam Vinatieri's record. I, I, he needs five more field goals. I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity against the Chiefs. They're going to have to score touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to be good for years to come. Um, they have a lot of cap space. Hopefully their owner decides to actually start spending now that he knows he has a guy at quarterback. And hopefully they can improve the offensive line in the draft because um, you can't – like, he could have honestly taken 11 sacks. Two of them were delay of games, and they still allowed him to get sacked. So, uh, yeah, they – He's well, been under fire for his entire career, but the fact that he's just been able to uh, just fight through it and uh, fight through the adversity, uh, I got to give him a lot of props. Yeah, well, I mean, we just got to say, like, we knew coming in the price of drafting. Um, we knew what the price was of drafting Jamar Chase over an offensive lineman. But I, at, I, at the end of the day, yeah. Jamar Chase is worth it. Any for every penny. I'll take those mm-hmm. sacks, bro. You get Jamar Chase on your team, you can risk getting a few hits. Okay, not a few, a lot of more hits. But I mean, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow is sensational. He is. A lot of people were saying he wasn't worthy of a number one pick because um, it was that one year at LSU. But I think he's proven himself this year, and he's here to stay. And that dude is a gritty guy. Moving on to our last game, though, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the LA Rams, and I want to say that felt like a rigged game, bro. I don't know why. 27-3, and it was the weirdest game ever. That game was drunk. It had everything. 27-3, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get stopped in the red zone, kick a field goal 27-6. The very next possession, Cooper Cup, who never fumbles, fumbles the ball. Very strange. Um, Buccaneers go down, score a touchdown, 27-13. And then I believe the next thing that happened was um, the, the – the next, the very next possession, I believe it's a another fumble. Yeah, my, Brady another fumbles. fumble. Brady fumbles, and then the very next play, Matthew Stafford um, somehow doesn't get a snap off, or the the center and Matthew Stafford didn't get were in communication. Ball snapped right past Stafford, and then uh, at this point, we're thinking, "Oh, Tampa's coming back." They get stopped, and then the, they get stopped on fourth and fourteen. There's a late hit, but apparently it's after the play. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Rams get the ball, and then they start driving down slowly, 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 and we're like, oh, okay, now the game's actually over. Matt Gay's going to come on. Matt Gay's going to come on for a 47-yard field goal. All right, so he comes on, kicks the ball, and we're like, oh, yeah, this is good. It's whatever. And then it's short, bro, 47 yards and it's short. 
Never, I haven't seen I, that in so long. Keep in mind, he's a Pro Bowl kicker this year, bro. So, I mean, I feel like when he's not putting power on, it's definitely a sign of, oh, I didn't want to make this field goal. It was accurate. He had no power on it. Um, yeah, so after this 55-yard touchdown to Mike Evans, Bucks are right back in it. And then the the wildest thing ever, it's like right before the 2 one Bucks have no timeouts. Cam Akers is in the game. He breaks the tackle and he fumbles it, bro. Like I mean, this was the the wildest second thing fumble of the game. The second fumble of the game. Bucks go down, score a touchdown, and everybody at this stadium, everybody in the world at this point is like, "Oh, Brady just did Here it we again." Go. Brady, Brady just did it again. And then Cooper Cup happens, and Matthew Stafford says, "Enough of this. I'm ending this right now." And I mean, the two balls he threw to Matthew Stafford, or the two balls he threw to Cooper Cup, the first play he gets sacked. On the drive. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to overtime. Why would they play again? Next play, 20-yard pass to Cooper Cup. The next play after that, a bomb, 30, 40 yards down the field to get into field goal range. And Matthew Stafford threw the best pass of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there made me realize that is the type of throw. That's why they traded for him, bro. That type of throw right there. Because you think Jared Goff making that throw late in the game? I don't think so. Um Navi Stafford made that throw, and the Rams, who well deserve this NFC Championship appearance, they are the better team. They are probably the best team in the NFC, most balanced. Um, when Stafford's not turning the ball, he played he played amazing. They pretty much dominated the game until that fluke stuff, whatever was happening. Um, I think we got the two best teams in the NFC, and of course they're both in the NFC West. That that's that's only right. So mm-hmm. yeah, big shout out to the Rams. Um, OBJ stepped up. They made, they're just an aggressive team, bro. No matter what they do, they just go after it. Um, signing OBJ, signing Matthew, or trading for OBJ, trading for Matthew Stafford. Being aggressive in this league gets you places. And Von the Miller, Rams, yeah, play. and Von Miller. I mean, they're getting Von Miller who who stripped Brady on that one fumble. Yeah, it was just huge plays by the Rams. And um, good luck to them in the NFC Championship game. But I don't know because they're facing against. McVay's daddy, bro. <laughs> McVay's yeah. daddy himself. Yeah, remember. We will see what happens. But, yeah. Um, as for Tom Brady, people are saying he's going to retire. I honestly think this might be – I mean, I've never seen Brady even hesitate on the fact that he that his the next season's um, not guaranteed. And that's why I'm thinking he might be done, bro. I think Giselle at this point, she's played for 40 – he's played for – he's 44 now. I just think – I mean, what else is there to, to prove for Brady? Um, I feel like this year put a lot of stress on him, especially the A-B stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I think Brady at this point, he's going he's gonna to look back on his career and said, there's nothing else I can do. And, um, yeah, I think it is over for Tom Brady. But we'll get a call, official confirmation soon, man. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not over for Brady. I, don't, I, I think he's going to play one more year. He said he wanted to play until he was 45, and he's still 44. He's going to turn 45 next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think he's gonna go out like that. The greatest of games, even though they did make the comeback, I feel like a lot of it was feel. Um, they really couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, they had a lot of three and outs. I mean, mm. when they got when the snap went over the head of Stafford, they couldn't convert off that. Um, they weren't healthy. Um, offensively, at least, he wasn't thrown to the best of weapons. Um, 
I think they'll run it back once more. I don't think this is it's going to be as good of a team as it was this year when fully healthy. They're going to lose some guys because they had some guys on one-year contracts. Um, but it was a crazy game. It was so wild. I had no idea what was going on. I, I actually thought this game was drunk because um, there were so many crazy plays. Um, Cam Akers basically could have ended it in the first half. Um, they would have gone up. What twenty seven to three in the first half? I don't think. Yeah, and then he fumbled. Yeah, and then he fumbled from the. He fumbled at, right at the one. I remember I said um, this too. I was like, "Oh, if the somehow the Rams somehow blow this lead, they're gonna come back because of that fumble." Yeah, and, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, the crowd wasn't really into it. And then finally, the Bucks just started like the defense started making plays, and they got short fields and they made that comeback. Um, but I gotta give credit to Matthew Stafford. He, we thought he was gonna be a guy who if the Rams like fold or blow a big lead, it's going to be on him. And he did not do anything wrong. The whole team was imploding around him and he really showed some resilience. He really showed some backbone to me. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Um, they, they validated the trade right there. Cause I, I don't think Jared Goff is doing that. And mm. they were aggressive. They got sacked on that first down, had to burn their last time out and still, still kept gunning for it. And, um, the better team. They looked like the better team throughout the game. Um, there was a lot of flukiness that happened at the end. Um, but OBJ looked good. Cup, I mean, wow. Uh, he just dominated. Yeah. He, he made up for that fumble big time. And um, the defense has really played well over the past few games. Um, after that, uh, obviously, that uh, second half uh, against San Francisco, um, their uh, safeties, who are a lot of young guys, have been making plays. Um, Aaron Donald had a great game. Von Miller, their D-line is going after it. They're one of the best pass rushes in the league. Um, and it's going to be the the defensive line at the the trenches battle in this uh, game against San Francisco is going to be a sight to see. Uh, we got a lot of blue chippers on both sides, so it's going to be very interesting to see. But, yeah, congrats to the Rams. Congrats to McVay. Um, they really showed me something there. Winning on the road against Brady, um, yeah, that was a great game. Yep. Uh, that was – I mean, it was the craziest thing was that after that game, I was like, there's no way anything can get any crazier than that. And then we got the next game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Bills and we, we, we didn't even have, like, any break time. It was literally five minutes after that game ended. The Chiefs game started, and it was just fireworks from then on. Yeah, it was insane. Um, that wraps up the best divisional round. Now we're going to give you our predictions for the NFC and AFC championship game. Starting off in the AFC, we got the Bengals taking on the Chiefs. And um, a lot of people – I mean, a lot of people want the Bengals to win. And I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs all the way. Um, I've been saying this about the Bengals. I think they're too young, but they proved me wrong twice. Uh, I think the game will be a lot closer than people are giving the Bengals credit for. The Bengals literally beat the Chiefs in the regular season two weeks before. Um, and I've been seeing the Bengals actually play crowd noise at practice. They're just blasting crowd noise at practice to, pra to, to prepare for Arrowhead. I think they're going to come into this game ready. I know Joe Burrow is not going to fold. He's a gamer. He's going to play amazing. I think this game is going to come down to whoever has the ball last once again. Um, but I just think the Chiefs are over. I mean, offensive firepower, I think they have revenge on their minds from what happened three or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to cut take this game. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs 31, Bengals 27 in a thriller. 
Yeah, um, I think yeah, this is this is probably where the Bengals run ends. Um, they are a very young team going into Arrowhead. We saw how hard it was to communicate, um, even for Josh Allen at points, like getting the play in and stuff. Um, it's it's a rough environment. Yes, Joe Burrow has been in those environments playing in the SEC, um, but this is a different animal. I think Mahomes and this offense is on a absolute heater right now. Um, I don't think the Bengals are going to have the, the the horses to stop this offense, um, especially Kelsey, because Kelsey didn't have that great of a game against um, uh, the Bengals earlier this year. I think they're going to really utilize him. And obviously Tyreek, he's just an absolute game breaker. He ran through the entire defense at the end of that Bills game. Um, they're going to pull out everything. Andy Reid's going to empty the bag of tricks for this game. And um, I just don't think the Bengals are going to be enough. I think that offensive line is going to come back to on them because we know Spags. Um, he, mm. he he brings up – he turns up the heat when he needs to, and I think this is a game where he'll have to, and they might force Burrow into maybe a bad throw or a fumble or something like that because Burrow played a pretty clean game last week. I thought that pick was not a pick. I don't know what the refs were thinking. I think it touched the grass simultaneously. Yeah, for and sure. they made a pretty bad call. Um. But yeah, I think they'll force the Bengals into a turnover or two. And when you turn the ball over an arrowhead, that place goes wild. It, the momentum really shifts. And it's just going to be tough for this young team to pull it out, I think. And the the, the Chiefs have been in this position before. Um, they're going to be ready. And I think Mahomes outduels Joe Burrow. It's going to be a good game. I think Joe Burrow will show how great of a quarterback he is. But it's, it's not as good as... It's not going to be uh, as good as Mahomes, and I think Mahomes will put out uh, 33 to 26. Mm. Now we're going to move on to the NFC um, to talk about the 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams in a enough. This is round three um, between these two teams this season because they're in the same division. But this time, it's going to be coming on a 49ers six-game winning streak over the Rams. Six in a row that the 49ers have beat the Rams. And we know the 49ers weren't even that good last year. That just shows you how much or how dominant how dominant Sean McVay is or Kyle Shanahan is over Sean McVay. Um, and I think, in my heart of hearts, they're going to win seven in a row. I just think this 49ers team – no matter how much you throw them down, no matter how much you knock them down, no, how, no matter how much you can roast Jimmy G and say that he's the worst quarterback in the playoffs, he finds a way to win the game. And he's been doing it for a long, long time, bro. This man, Jimmy G, doesn't – I mean, he's been winning games for – ever since he came to 49ers or ever since the Patriot days when Tom Brady got suspended, bro. We saw how – I mean, he's not putting up the best numbers, but he wins the games. Um, remember, he's gotten this team to the Super Bowl before. He knows what it takes. This time it's going to be in SoFi. And we know those Niner fans love to travel. And also those Niner fans are in so are in LA. Uh, they've been there ever since the Rams left. And I think it won't be a much of a home field advantage. It's going to be more of a Super Bowl type of atmosphere where it's going to be half and half. And I, I mean, I just think destiny is on the 49ers side. This team that everybody counted out earlier in the season um, they start heating up at the right time, and they're giving me those not those 2007 New York Giant vibes, man. They've been in the playoffs ever since week 16, bro. Um, after they lost to Tennessee, 
they had to win every single game after that. They did. They beat the Rams, and they beat the Cowboys. Then they beat the Packers, and this path to, to the Super Bowl is going to be one of the hardest ones ever. Um, I think Jimmy G will pull it off. I think the 49ers are going to win. Debo Samuels has his team ready to play. He feels he it feels like he's the ringleader of this team, bro. This man, Debo Samuel, I've seen he he's brings a game out that changer. brings out that juke that jukebox out of the locker room. Him and Trent Williams, I didn't know they would be friends like that, but they are. Um, I think I know the Niners are great, but I just don't know, man. There's something in the air about these Niners, bro, and they're a special team. And listen, if they get to the Super Bowl, I, I might pick the 49ers too, bro. They're they are. They have this type of New York Giants aura around them, and I think uh, I think they're gonna pull it off. I don't know why, but yeah. I think they're gonna pull it off. Yeah, and we've seen it a, a lot of times. We saw it with Brady last year. When these road teams get hot, I think it just brings a different level of. It's like the, know, different, every, it's just like a different aura. Yeah, you know how Roger said everybody. Everybody versus us against the world. I, I think that's how the 49ers feel. It's like mm-hmm. us against the world right now. Nobody believes in yeah, us. They're the most tight-knit group in the league right now. Because um, it takes a lot of – it just takes a lot out of you to win these games on the road. Um, it is you against the world. And um, I think they're they're just hot at the right time. We saw it with Brady last year. We saw it with those, that Packers team with Rodgers when they won their Super Bowl. We saw it with the Giants twice. Um so, yeah, I think this team, there's destinies on this team's side. Um, I, I just think they have the Rams number, too. Um, they push them around. Their mm-hmm. D-line is very, very good. Uh, you got Arik Armstead. You got um, – they have a lot of depth on there. They got DJ Jones, obviously Bosa. Um, they have a lot of guys that can get after the quarterback. And um, we've seen when, when you get pressure on Stafford um, – or any quarterback for that matter, um, it makes the game a lot tougher. And I think this D-line is going to really show up. I think they're going to outplay the Rams D-line. Um, Whitworth and Williams, I think, are both going to play. So both these both these offensive lines are going to be relatively healthy. And when they're healthy, I think the, the Niners line is, is, is better because um, that interior of the Rams line has been pushed around by the San Francisco's the last by San Francisco's the last six matchups mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan just has Sean McVay's number um I think they're gonna run the ball pretty well um Debo Samuel is gonna play a few huge factor but I think this is the game that Kittle and Ayuk 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 <laughs> Ayuk hasn't, got, hasn't gotten the targets um he obviously against the Cowboys um Jimmy G missed him a few times I think the, these two guys are really gonna step up this game um, cause they haven't had that, that pop-off game in a while, especially Kittle. And mm-hmm. we saw Kittle, he almost broke one open and dropped the pass against the, the Packers. So, um, I think they're going to really try to get him involved this game. Obviously the safeties for the, um, Rams are, um, banged up. And so I think the middle of the field is going to be, um, a soft spot for the Rams. And I think Kyle Shanahan, and Jimmy G are going to take advantage of that. We know Jimmy G likes throwing inside the numbers, and I think they're going to do whatever they can to get Kittle involved because he, with the ball in his hands, is very, very scary. Um, all these receivers after the catch are very scary, and I just think they bring a physical component to the game that um, the Rams just can't match. Um, I think it will be a close one. I think it's going to end on a Jimmy G drive just to show the haters um, how good he is in the. 
why not think they'll win a close one. Robbie Gold hitting another game winner um, to send them to the Super Bowl for a rematch against the Chiefs. I think it's going to score. I think it's going to be a, a lower scoring than people think, um, mm-hmm. 24 to 21. Yeah, I forgot to say my score. I'm going to go 2017 Niners. Same as Ray on a Robbie Gold last-second field goal to win the game. Who hasn't missed in the playoffs at all, bro? That's a great dude. Yeah. I don't know why the Bears let him go, bro. They could have had him against the Eagles, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they got the double um, dunk instead. Yeah, so I think it's going to set up for a rematch uh, from what me and Shrey are saying. We're predicting a 49ers-Chiefs rematch. And if that ever happens, I wouldn't be surprised if those 49ers get their revenge, man. It would be crazy to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. The 49ers secondary, I also got to give them credit. They've been playing so much better than they did in the regular season because they were getting torched by good receivers the whole the whole year, and they've really stepped up, and I think that's a testament to um, their D-line as well because their D-line has been forcing more and more pressure that they – so got to give them credit. <sighs> yep. And with all that being said, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Championship Sunday. It's going to be great. The season's only three more weeks left, and uh, the NFL is over. So, yeah, enjoy it. I know we're going to enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah, soak it all in, man. This is going to be uh, one of the greatest seasons in NFL history, bro, I'm thinking. So, yeah, with all that being said, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Thank you all. Peace.